Welcome in. It is a Tuesday edition. Back together again, reunited. It feels so good. We knew that we'd be talking a little bit about the uh, visits over the weekend for OU football. You've got Champion Barbecue coming up this weekend. It's going to be another big visit weekend for the Sooners. But uh, things changed a little bit yesterday at 1 o'clock, Parker Thone, where uh, we learned and uh, the rumblings started coming out over the weekend that this could happen, that Jordy Ball might be leaving the University of Oklahoma, and we found out yesterday. So it turned into a crazy day. That one, it's one of those days that you don't expect, and maybe you hear some rumblings over the weekend, but you think, man, that can't happen, right? Well, guess what? It did happen. Where was yesterday for you on the crazy scale? Between Jordy Ball transferring and Derek LeBlanc transferring. I know, Derek LeBlanc, what are you doing? I guess there's a family issue there. Yeah, I guess he's home. Point is, he's not coming back. Right. So, Jordy Ball's gone, Derek LeBlanc's gone, all that goes down in the span of mere hours yesterday. uh, So, Derek LeBlanc is definitely going to be Todd Bates' fault, right? Yes. Of course. It's 100% Todd Bates' fault. I mean, uh, that's what the... uh, so not only can Todd go Bates, right to. yeah, not only can Todd Bates not recruit, but the guys that he does recruit end up leaving campus after five months. Todd Bates, man, I hope he gets a break. So, I hope so too. You know, it's been a rough really go did. of it for yeah, him. Yeah, I and and he will. It'll happen eventually. But uh, thinking about this, we had this discussion before we came on the air because I was thinking about this in the production room. I got all my stuff done, and I thought, think about. The portal in the University of Oklahoma, no school, no school is in the same ballpark as OU and portal stuff. The portal give it, the portal take it away. The portal gives you Jalen Hurts. The portal takes Caleb Williams. The portal takes Jordy Ball. And if you go right before the portal started, Baker Mayfield and Kyler Murray. I know they weren't in the portal, but in terms of transfers, it's amazing. Are there is there another portal situation in the same ballpark out there as Jalen Hurts to OU, as Caleb Williams leaving OU because of Muleshoe, and Jordy Ball, arguably the best softball player in America in the conversation, certainly. Just one World Series MVP, dominated, and now she's in the portal and headed to Nebraska. Somebody mentioned Joe Burrow. That was pretty big, but I mean, but here's it's amazing, right? Here, well, and here's where you make the distinction between Joe Burrow and the likes of Caleb Williams, Jalen Hurts, Jordy Ball, et cetera. Nobody knew how big the Joe Burrow transfer was at the time. Yeah, we, we Jalen Hurts was already proven, and yeah, Joe Caleb Burrow was, was Joe Burrow was a bench warmer at Ohio right. State when That's he hit right. the portal for LSU. That barely would have registered mm-hmm. on the Richter scale nationally. So in terms I of news, I, you're right. The way it turned out, he wins a Heisman Trophy. Sure, maybe played in the greatest offense of all time. That LSU team, you know what they did to absolutely destroyed Oklahoma in the Peach Bowl semifinal. But in terms of when these announcements happened, I don't know that there's another one that's really that close to the Jalen Hurts, Caleb Williams, and Jordy Ball stories out there. It's huge. It's absolutely huge. So, again, the portal's been uh, good to the University of Oklahoma, and it also has been uh, 
difficult at times. Although I must say yesterday, and welcome in everybody on this Tuesday, um, I was very proud of Sooner Nation yesterday. You didn't see there weren't a lot of trolls out there, and the trolls that did come out immediately were pretty much silenced. They were very quickly chased back under the bridges. They were. They absolutely were. And, look, I understand this makes a four-peat more difficult for the OU softball team and you don't have Jordy Ball. But I think based on what she did and, you know, we played some of the sound here on the ref, some of the mental issues she was dealing with, and when you're expected to go out and strike everybody out and, you know, basically throw a shutout all the time. She had two perfect games during her tenure at OU. Freshman season, she strikes out 16 Tennessee volunteers, you know, early in her career. Uh, she was the number one high school softball recruit in the country, lived up to that billing. But, you know, she wasn't as happy as she wanted to be, wanted to go home. I can understand that. But uh, And I did think, I had some faith that the majority of people out there would understand, and because Jordy did what she did, winning two national championships, that they would probably not be dogging her hardly at all. And that was the case, which was good to see. I like seeing that. So, um, this Derek LeBlanc thing, though, any inkling of that? Because you're, well, he couldn't do Schmitty's workouts, and maybe he couldn't do Schmitty's workouts. That's been a problem for other players at OU early in their careers who became great players. You know, he said that it's a family situation, too. So, it is, uh, but that was certainly a surprise. You had, uh, you know, you get, Jordy Ball is transferring, and Kirsten Deal is transferring. What? Or not Kirsten Deal. Uh, Sophia Nugent is transferring. And then you had, what? Derek LeBlanc, too? It was a triple transfer Monday. Crazy. So what do you think happened with the LeBlanc deal? Any any insight there? It's Look, I, I don't want to belabor a conversation about a guy who's not going to wear the Crimson Cream ever again. And not only that, but a guy that never actually appeared in a game for the Crimson and Cream. So, look, he's gone. It's yesterday's news. It is what it is. That affects Oklahoma's bottom line in 2023. Not at all. You're not replacing any production. You're probably not losing any production because that guy would have played a very sporadic role, if that, on the defensive line for OU in 2023. And so... It's as if he was never here in the first place. Yeah, interesting. I'm just surprised to see that. And again, uh, wasn't going to be a factor in the fall unless he had some unbelievable preseason camp or something like that. But you weren't going to see a lot of Derek LeBlanc. You were thinking about Derek LeBlanc down the road. Why do people hate Todd Bates? That's my question. Because very promptly we have heard from Todd Bates' nemesis on the text line. Bates' best three-star commit leaving. Wow, that defensive line class sucked. Thanks, Bates. Why are people taking out their frustrations on Todd Bates? Because he didn't get D.J. Hicks, and he didn't get, uh, you know, some of the other uh, guys that we thought, Tassilia Kana, uh, you know, guys like that. Yeah. And they well, just, you know, they they want to see they want to see him close a deal on a big five-star kid or a highly rated four-star kid. But what's, what's the reality that we've talked about time and again with OU's defensive line recruiting over the years? If you're looking at the total picture 
and you're mindful of the landscape of defensive line recruiting at Oklahoma over the last decade, not just the last year. You come to understand that Oklahoma's issues recruiting defensive linemen are more of an OU problem than they are a Todd Bates problem. We're still talking about the same guy that recruited Brian Brzee to Clemson. A guy like that is not a scrub. You don't accidentally end up with a guy like that on your roster. Well, and the NIL is a factor, too. And again, not saying that Oklahoma is not going to dip into the NIL dollars, but their pool is not as deep as some others out there. Certainly not as deep as A&M's. Uh, those are some murky waters there at A&M, yes, but they're also very deep. Todd Bates' nemesis says, ha, 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 Parker was big on LeBlanc. Now that he's gone, he's saying he sucks. No, that's not what I said. I do believe Derek LeBlanc would have been a big-time player for Oklahoma down the road, but he wasn't going to make much of an impact in 2023, if any. That's undeniable. If Oklahoma felt confident that Derek LeBlanc was going to be a cornerstone piece for that interior defensive line, they wouldn't have taken Phil Paya and Dejon Terry via the transfer portal. If Oklahoma felt content with what they had at defensive tackle, they don't make those two late portal additions. So, no, I do not think Derek LeBlanc sucks. I think Derek LeBlanc is a good football player who would have had a future at the University of Oklahoma. But what I'm saying is, if our focus is what Oklahoma is going to accomplish in 2023 without Derek LeBlanc versus what they would have accomplished with Derek LeBlanc, (laughs) to quote the infamous office meme, Steely, they're the same picture. Yeah, again, uh, you weren't going to get anything out of Derek LeBlanc this year. It would have been a surprise, no doubt. And you're right, uh, who the Sooners bring in the portal, you can look at where they feel like their their needs are. It's right there in front of you who they're bringing in the portal. All right, 405-651-3439 on the Knippelmeyer Chevrolet text line. want to thank Tim Lasher. And uh, Lasher Home Comfort Systems, you need that AC tune-up done, give Lasher Home Comfort Systems a call. They're doing a great job. They have been doing a great job in the metro area now since 2007. Their phone number, 405-579-3113. That is 405-579-3113. Derek LeBlanc sucks in relation to what is required to win a natty. Is that fair? I mean, not at this stage of his career. I mean, we didn't see him play. (laughs) I mean, he was a four-star recruit, right? Yeah, this is this is a guy that's not going to go down the road and go play at Texas State or Memphis. It's right? too this early, is, this way is too somebody, early to make that determination. Yeah, this is this is a kid that's going to end up on a Power Five roster somewhere. Yeah, and you know, he's look, not going to go maybe, the way of Bray Walker or Colin Montgomery. Maybe we won't hear much about Derek LeBlanc. That uh, that story is just being written. But he was fairly highly recruited. He wasn't David Stone. He wasn't Cecilia Kana. Wasn't some of the guys that Oklahoma missed out on down the stretch. And look, there's no doubt that Todd Bates needs to close a few of these guys, and uh, maybe he will in this class. He would certainly help. Maybe it's Will Winery. Maybe it's David Stone. Maybe it's. Nigel Smith, we'll have to wait and see how it plays out. I'm not going to sit here and tell you, oh, yeah, Todd, everything's going to be fine. We don't know again yet, but I do think that Todd Bates has a reputation of being a good recruiter. He was the National Recruiter of the Year, right, a couple years ago? Yeah, and what is – look, I will concede that what is undeniable now is that it is pivotal that Bates and Oklahoma make a splash at defensive tackle in the 2024 class. absolutely. You have to have David Stone. You already had to have David Stone, you but need to even more so now. One of these big time SEC star level recruits. That's what you need to do, right? And 
it's just like Alec Baldwin said and Glenn Gary, Glenn Ross, always be closing. But you can't close every single one of them. But they've got to do a better job closing these guys. Maybe it's the NIL. Maybe it's uh, six and seven. But something, they've got to figure that out. And eventually they will. Todd Bates' nemesis is requesting the opportunity to call in and have a civil debate with us regarding Todd Bates. So can we accommodate that later in the program? Yeah, it's up to you if you want to do it. I'm open to it. Would he, do we consider him a troll, or do we consider do we open the door to a troll? No, or he, I don't. I don't okay. think he's a troll. He's I, just, I don't he know. has I a very remember. cynical take on Todd. Bates. Well, I, I mean, I guess we could do that if you want to do that. Four zero five three two nine nine thousand. Four zero five three two nine nine thousand. We'll find a slot for it later in the show. Okay. So what are we saying? We we want to put a timestamp on this. And, and look, I don't know. I can't remember if Todd Bates' nemesis was another guy on from a you know just a phone number. I I know that clearly he's not a Todd Bates fan, and I'm fine with that. You don't have to be, but I just didn't know the level of troll. I'm, I'm guessing here. All right, take a break, and when we get back, let's continue this conversation. Again, I'm just thinking about the portal in OU, man. (laughs) It's crazy. No other school, in my opinion, in the same ballpark has been affected positively and negatively and at such a national story level than OU. It's amazing. Stay with us. Coming right back. All right, we're back here on this Tuesday. Mike Steely Parker Thune with you on the Homeless Sooner Fans, the Ref Radio Network. Later in the show, we'll be giving away a pair of general admission passes to next week's Compliance Solutions Championship Corn Ferry Tour event at the Jimmy next week. That'll be coming up later in the show. Dr. Bellardo, thank you very much. I am seeing with Eagle Vision. For an old man, that's very impressive. I haven't run over any fire hydrants or anything driving. I can see clearly that the Denver Nuggets won the NBA championship last night in the most boring, lackluster NBA finals of all time. But I was able to see it clearly. So if you want to eliminate reading glasses like me, if you're over 40, you're either farsighted or nearsighted, you need to check in with my guy, Dr. Bellardo. I've known him for years and years. Their staff, total pros. They make you feel very relaxed and comfortable. You can trust them. Check them out. See if you qualify for lens replacement or cataract surgery from the experts at Advanced Laser and Cataract Center. Dr. Bellardo and his team, they've been the leaders in that field. Vision correction now for over 20 years. Call today. Here's the number. Don't hesitate. 405-755-7700. Get a free consultation from Dr. Bellardo, or you can go online to ALCOK.com. Like they always say there, if you want to see far or if you want to see near, you have to come here to the Advanced Laser and Cataract Center. All right. So I'm getting on the text line. Christy's saying, no, don't give him a platform. And there's one other person who said, we're getting a bunch of texts, but a couple people, <laughs> do it next segment. We want to hear it. That's, uh, that's up to you. We don't have a guest booked for the 135 slot, do we? And you know what? I thought we'd have so many texts today and so much to talk about. I thought, you know, I, we don't need a guest today. Mm. Okay, you know what? How about this? We'll do it next segment so that it's fresh on everybody's minds. 1235, Todd Bates' nemesis joins the show. So, Todd Bates' nemesis, I know you're listening. Once we hit the next commercial break, give us a call, 405-329-9000. We will put you on the air. We will have a civil conversation about the merits and flaws of Todd Bates. 
All right. The accrutant therapist said. Uh, oh yes, we 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 need accrutant therapists. Yes, we do. About now. From a therapist's perspective, it's somewhat concerning when so much time, worry, and emotion is tied to the decision of a kid that people have never met, who has not yet played, and whose life is his own to control. Let the kid be a kid. And always remember, we're not Texas A&M, so there's always something to be thankful for. Well, I will say this, and I agree with that sentiment, but I've been doing this since 1984 in terms of doing a show, and people were losing their minds back then, too. They were just calling in and losing their minds. So... It wasn't as visual and as out there and in your face as texts are or tweets are, but they were losing their mind back then, too. From a listener in the 402, right or wrong, people are upset because Bates hasn't done it at OU. You can bring up what he did at Clemson all you want, but it's what he does at OU that's what will write his story. Which, again, like I don't understand why there is so much panic about Todd Bates as a recruiter because he's had one cycle. right? Consider this the recruiting equivalent of Todd Bates's six and seven first year, right? So if you still have faith in Brent Venables, I don't know why you wouldn't still have faith in Todd Bates. Because people are the, go ahead, I might add. No, it's all good. I was just going to say the reason you're still confident in Brent Venables as Oklahoma's head coach is because despite the six and seven season, it's what he did at Clemson that he has built a resume around. I think part of the panic is this: uh, the Sooners haven't had a real difference maker. You know, Gerald McCoy, Tommy Harris type in a while. They've had some good ones, pretty good ones, but they haven't had that guy. You know what I'm saying? Plus, you're going to the SEC where you need that guy or you need those guys. And that's why they're maybe panicking even a little bit more than, uh, you know, than they normally would if you were in the Big 12. Because you can kind of, you can get away with that. They did in the Big 12. Can't get away with that in the SEC. Not going to happen. <laughs> Ronnie Crimson says, I can't wait to slander Todd Bates' nemesis. Uh, in, posi- in more positive news, we're going to try to, we're gonna tr- try to embrace positivity as much as possible today. I was leaving OU's camp this morning and ran into grill boy himself, Travis Davidson, and as I was leaving, he's like, give, give people something to feel good about today. They need it badly. So how about this from Mongo? The practice clip of Lewis Carter putting the pads coach on the ground has got me excited. I think there's some good uh, good vibes out there concerning Lewis Carter. Looks like he's going to be a player for OU, don't you think? <laughs> oh, he's going to be a player. And I think I, I mentioned this yesterday on the rush with Teddy as well, but the biggest testament to how much Oklahoma and Brent Venables believe in Lewis Carter is the fact that on signing day, Brent Venables had Macari Vickers signing to Oklahoma, a top 100 player in the entire country, and from the state of Florida, no less. And Brent Menables sits up there in front of media on National Sign Day and goes, yeah, we thought Lewis Carter was the best player in the state of Florida. There you go. That's pretty big. Big compliment. Hey, I like this one from the 405. They were saying the same thing about DeMarco Murray in his first year at OU. Bingo. They were saying, yeah, DeMarco, great player, man. What a good man. What a great – yeah, that run against Texas. Oh, spectacular. Can't recruit. Can't recruit. Can't recruit a lick. You remember how many guys DeMarco signed in his first class at Oklahoma? Was it zero? Zero. Mm-hmm. Zero. Now, Todd Bates, if you want to throw LeBlanc out the window, which I think is fair at this point, if you want to throw the additional LeBlanc out the window, Todd Bates signed a couple of three stars in Ashton Sanders and Marcus Strong, which is still more DeMar- than DeMarco did in year one at Oklahoma. 
And you know how many people question DeMarco Murray's prowess as a recruiter these days? Not a one. Not amongst, not, not, not anyone from the sane land of the living. You know, and, and look, I don't think we are sitting here telling you, hey, Todd Bates is doing great, not a problem. Nobody's saying that. We're not saying that, right? I, yeah, they, I, they've I, got to get better players on the defensive line and the course. interior. That's been the biggest problem for OU for a long time. Of course. You, and they've struck out a bunch. You do not. Hear me sitting here telling you, or trying to sell you on Ashton Sanders and Marcus Strong being all Americans one day, right? It was a modest, mediocre type of haul last year in that recruiting class on the interior defensive line. But again, you have to give the guy the benefit of the doubt based on what he's done as a recruiter beyond just the one season he's had at Oklahoma. There are too many reasons for you not to give him the benefit if of the doubt. If they don't sign Stone, they don't sign. Winery, if they don't sign a Nigel Smith, like, look, if you can get Winery and Stone, you're having a parade. Oh, it's like, to me, the entire vitality of the Sooners defensive line class in the 2024 cycle is riding on the shoulders of David Stone. If you get David Stone, it's a success. If you don't get David Stone, the Todd Bates noise is going to get a whole lot louder. Whether that's fair or not, that's what we're looking at is a world in which Todd Bates is going to catch a lot of flack if he doesn't lock down David Stone in the 2024 cycle. From a listener in the 580, when is Jay Sean Ross committing? Man, Jay Sean Ross isn't even trying to play coy anymore. If you pay attention to his activity on Twitter, obviously I put the future cast in over the weekend, but he's like, I'm sitting here on the air yesterday at the tail end of the rush, and I'm getting notifications in real time, and Jay Sean Ross is in the comment section of my tweets interacting with OU fans. He's here camping today with Oklahoma. He's here on Tuesday. He'll be back down to Norman on Friday for his official visit. And we were at the outdoor, uh, the little half field outside the Switzer Center earlier right. this morning. And he's on the field working with a bunch of other defensive linemen, Miguel Chavis and Todd Bates and a bunch of players out uh, out grinding. And somebody drives by the stadium in a truck with the top down and yells, Boomer! And nobody turns their heads. Nobody. Not even Miguel Chavis or Todd Bates. Except for Jay Sean Ross. Jay Sean Ross turns around and goes, Suda, yeah! There you go. He's done. All right, so Jay and uh, Zion Raggins, when's that happening? It's a good question. Not sure on the timeline just yet, but that one feels like a pretty safe bet as far as OU's concerned. All right, Tim in Missouri as we go to break. Not a Bates hater here. I think the sour notes are due to the Lucy-Charlie Brown scenario. We almost get, we almost get this high-level guy, and then the uh, football is pulled back at the last minute. Yeah, I can see that. Look, I'm not saying that everybody – can't have an opinion if they're disappointed that they haven't got these guys. That's you're a fan. That's your right. You know, to me, as long as you're civil and not a jerk about it. Um, but to me, the biggest thing is let's see how it plays out this year. You know, and Brent still believes in Todd Bates, and uh, I, I I just think that you know let's see how it plays out this year. But they clearly they need a couple dudes on the interior defensive line, or you're going to get pushed around in the SEC. You Bottom won't. line, period. All right, let's break right here, really. Let's call that's Todd me. Bates' nemesis. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> Maybe. All right. Now they want to – I just got the text. They want to buy my home. Oh, nice. But they're asking, hi, Shay. 
I don't know if your blah, 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 blah is currently available, but we'd like to explore sale options. These people, they're the worst. The absolute worst. All right, block caller. All right, we're coming back. I guess this debate is on. Oh, great. Todd Bates' nemesis joins the show. Please, this is going to be... Don't blame me. Blame Parker. Blame. Hashtag blame Parker. Sure you want to do this? Well, we're not doing it, Steely, because Todd Bates' nemesis did not call. He didn't call? No. Todd Bates' nemesis there were a lot ran of from the smoke. This uh, text line, 405-651-3439, is blowing up as usual. Thank you, Knippelmeyer Chevrolet. We appreciate you. Very, very much. But one guy said, this guy needs to go talk smack to a local Marine recruiter. <laughs> oh, man. Christy seems very opposed. Very opposed. Very, well, yes, Christy got her wish in the end because there will be no Todd Bates nemesis this segment. Uh, Sarks Vodka says, saw the portal last night and burst out laughing. Just let me get this straight. Bates fails to get any five-star recruits to commit, but I hear all you sunshine pumpers talk about, well, he got LeBlanc. Well, fellas, the relationship recruiting works to make friends. I guess Bates has a lot of BFFs, just not in Norman. Listen, it's not sunshine pumping to say that Todd Bates should not be burned at the stake because he had one below-average recruiting class in year one on staff at the University of Oklahoma any more than it is fair for Brent Venables to be burned at the stake for going 6-7 and seven in his first year as OU's head football coach. Patience is a virtue, and unfortunately, it is a virtue that not a lot of fans tend to have these days. Well, look, Sooner fans, again, since I'm so old, I've got a lot of experience with this, they don't have a lot of patience, number one. And now, with the SEC looming, that patience has been cut in half, if not by more. And again, as we've said, clearly... They've got to get some studs on the interior of the defensive line. I mean, it's got to happen. We all know that. But, you know, it looked like David Stone was or uh, DJ Hicks was going to be that guy last year. A&M swooped in there, and A&M had some NIL. One of his best buddies was there. Uh, and I think the, uh, the person who uh, texted in, I forgot who it was, I think Tim from Missouri is who it was, said that OU has been so close, and that's a pretty good analogy of Charlie Brown and Lucy. Now, some of you aren't old enough to remember that analogy, but the, it's like the Sooners have been there with almost a gimme putt, and it lips out on some of these guys at the last minute. So I, I understand the frustration. I do. But I also know you've got to give it a little bit more time. And, again, these five-star or high four-star interior defensive linemen have not been going to OU. We know that. But, you know, we're thinking with Brent's defensive reputation, with Todd Bates's reputation at Clemson and going to the SEC, that that could change. they got to close some of these guys. It boils So much boils down to patience. So much these days in terms of the overall college football fan experience boils down to patience. We had a text earlier that was saying, seems like lack of NIL is hurting Oklahoma. Is it time for a change in philosophy? And... The rejoinder I would offer to that, Steely, is that we are one season deep into the NIL era, and there is absolutely no empirical data that would suggest that buying players 
results in victory. In fact, there is quite a lot of empirical data to suggest the opposite when you look at Texas A&M and Miami and the fact that they both went 5-7 and seven a year ago, and those were the two programs that, in all likelihood, and we don't have exact figures, but those seem to be the two schools that have spent the most in the first couple recruiting cycles of the NIL era. So, again, no, it's not, change, it's not time for a change in philosophy. For the same reason, it's not time to burn Todd Bates at the stake and why it's not time to jump out of the boat on Brent Venables as Oklahoma's head coach because it's been one year. right? If, if this is repeated a second time around, if OU goes 6-7 and seven again or 7-6, and 8-5, and five, something comparable to that, if Todd Bates swings and misses at every one of his top targets in the 2024 cycle, then come this time next year, we're going to have to adjust our expectations accordingly. Right, it's it kind of goes hand in hand with the conversation surrounding Porter Moser and the OU men's basketball team. They've had two straight middling seasons, and at this point, nobody's trying to sell you on OU basketball being a force next year because there is little, if anything, to suggest that that'll be the case. Yep. And if that's what we're dealing with a year from now, so be it. But please, give it another year. Bottom line is, man, they need to have a really good year. They need to go out and win 10 games or more this season. There can't be another, you know, looking like you have no clue what's going on out there uh, kind of season. And you can't be the team. The Sooners were always the team that made the big plays on third and fourth down. They made those crucial plays. That's where Sooner Magic was born. This was Sooner Tragic last year. And I think they've got a great opportunity to go out and do that with this schedule for sure. But you've got to go out and get it done. And I agree with Frisco sooner. OU is going to have to produce before they can expect to get all these big-time defensive linemen. Now, again, they've still got a shot. You would be, if they don't, let's say, let's just throw the three out there right now. Stone, Nwaneri, Nwaneri. I'm trying to do it right for you. Nwaneri. Nwaneri. There you go. Will Nwaneri. I'm going to keep doing that the rest of the show. They're during commercial breaks. And Nigel Smith, if they strike out on all three of those guys, I mean, that is the code red right there, sure. right? Sure. Here's a text. Here's another text from Sark's Vodka. And we were told to be patient with Tebow. Look how that turned out. If we don't get some of the best defensive line talent in 2024, Bates will just have to go. If we can't get the best defensive lineman here, we need to address that issue. We want to play for titles. Three stars don't get you there. And I I would ask anybody that shares that opinion, who would you like to replace Todd Bates with? Because the, the primary issues that continue to hamstring Oklahoma in their pursuit of elite defensive linemen are not going to be solved if you replace Todd Bates with pick another defensive line coach. Right, the reality is, and we've talked about it. What? Why did Oklahoma lose out on DJ Hicks? It boiled down to one thing and one thing only, and that was money. If Oklahoma loses out on David Stone, I can promise you that will boil down to one thing and one thing only, and that is money. So maybe you need to fix your collective situation. You, and I know you OU's doing that, but you need more uh, Bobby Axelrods from Billions out there, right? That's who you need. Yeah. So my question is, if you don't address the root of the issue, the issue's not going to go away. If what you decide to do is uproot Todd Bates and replace him with another defensive line coach, do you expect that that's going to solve the problem? You think there are suddenly going to be 
deeper pockets for that defensive line coach to reach in? Like, do you want Toby Keith as defensive line coach? Is that what you're angling for here? Probably wouldn't be a bad hire, but no. And the, and the bottom line is you, you're a lot closer because you're over there more than I am because, well, I'm not over there anymore. I just report. Um, but you, those guys seem to have a real affinity for Todd Bates, right? He's well-respected by everybody. You're also talking about the chemistry in your locker room. They've got to go sign some of these guys. Everybody knows that. I just went Bob Stoops. Everybody right knows that. Everybody, okay. Everybody knows that. But, you know, let's see how it plays out this year. I, look, I don't think Brent would get rid of Todd Bates. No, because Brent, Brent Venables is more rational than a lot of these Well, guys. but he's loyal, particularly even after a second year. But eh, never thought that Bob Stoops would have to get rid of Josh Heupel. Things can change, but sure. you never know. All right, 405-651-3439. That's the audible right there. 405-651-3439. Knippelmeyer, Chevrolet text line. All right. Uh, let us know what you have to think on this subject. And, again, we were talking earlier about the uh, OU is Portal U. Uh, the biggest stories in the portal have affected the University of Oklahoma. Jordy Ball, Caleb Williams, Jalen Hurts. You talk about just prior to the portal, Baker Mayfield. Kyler Murray. I mean, it's been unbelievable, the portal in OU. So uh, we'll jump into that a little bit more later as well. Uh, congratulations to the Nuggets, all those old school Nuggets. I used to watch David Thompson was the man back in the day. Uh, Carmelo was a Nugget. Fat Lever was a, a Nugget. Dan Issel, who had a gap tooth, uh, was a Nugget. Alex English. Dikembe was there, right? Matumbo early. Uh, Nene. 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 I mean, you don't Mar make, like Marcus Camby. Marcus Camby, Chauncey Billups, Robert Pack right, was there for a while. Robert Pack, yes. Well, he's a USC guy. We can't mention him, so you don't like How USC. How do you remember that? Give me like, something. I, I from remember way that back. too. Now that you mention it, but I would never have thought. Oh yeah, Robert Pack, a USC guy. I don't like USC, so I researched the alums. So you know, no. All right, we got to take a break. Great song. People are upset now. They're coming to. We are coming to Todd Bates' defense now in the tax line. The Bates Brigade is coming out. Stay with us here in the ref. All right, we are back. Portal got you down. Tired of all this Todd Bates discussion. Well, there's a place, ladies and gentlemen, where you can dine well, win money, and be highly entertained. It's called Riverwind Casino. Over 2,800 electronic games. They have the best selection of games, including all your favorite table games. They've got a great poker room, off-track betting, three high-stakes areas now. Big-time stuff. Best bars and dining, the best hotel, the best service. Great, great promotions like the new Member 7 program. Get yourself a Riverwind wild card. Won't cost you a dime. You can earn up to $450 in one day. We've got shows outdoors and indoors. Now, we just had the Beats and Bites show planned for last Saturday. Got weathered out, even though the weather didn't really come through like some people thought it was going to. Weather people. Uh, Gin Blossoms and Tonic will be uh, rescheduled for a later date. If you have tickets, all those are going to be made good. Don't worry about the folks at Riverwind. They're going to get you taken care of on that. That's how they operate. So the next Beats and Bites show will be July 8th with 
Mark Chestnut, Shenandoah, and Tracy Bird. And then we have coming up uh, 10 days out. 10 days out from now, first show back at the Showplace Theater is on the way. Earth, Wind, and Fire, June 23rd. You can get tickets for all of these shows. Earth, Wind, and Fire is sold out, by the way. But uh, a lot of the other shows, Collective Soul, Josh Turner, Gabriel Iglesias, Dwight Yoakam, Counting Crows, REO Speedwagon, Chicago, Foreigner, Rodney Carrington, Aaron Lewis. Look for ticket availability. Get your tickets online at Riverwind.com. Yet another reason why Riverwind Casino is simply the best. Okay. Um, you want to go to the text line? 405-651-3439, Knippelmeyer Chevrolet, text line. Didn't Brent say that if money is the primary reason for getting a player, they probably aren't a good fit for OU? Maybe we'll never get any of those five-star defensive linemen looking for the big NIL payday. Well, I, he did basically say that, you know, if the if a player's main motivation is money and getting paid, look, and you're, you're going to have to play the NIL game. I'm not sure how far OU is out wading into the NIL ocean right now. Maybe they're waist deep, but they're not out there with the Miamis, the Tennessees, the Oregons, programs like that, Texas, Texas A&M, clearly. But um, we'll see. And I Frisco Sooner – Interesting uh, tweet right there from Frisco Sooner. The only thing OU has going for them right now is relationships, period. That's it. And what you have to count on right now is relationships winning out in the end. Because if what Brent, Ven- if what Brent Venables has said is true and they're not looking for kids that are only coming to Oklahoma because of the money, well, then there are two ways you win a recruitment. You win it with money or you win it with relationships. If Oklahoma isn't going to win kids with money, they're going to have to win them with relationships. And that's why we talk often about the relationships that these coaches have with the student athletes that they're recruiting. You want to know why P.J. Adabari chose Oklahoma? The relationship with Miguel Chavis. You want to know why Jackson Arnold chose Oklahoma? The relationship with Jeff Levy. You can point to big-time recruit after big-time recruit from OU's cycle last year. Caden Green has said if it weren't for Bill Biedenboe, he probably wouldn't have chosen Oklahoma. Yeah. These coaches are good at relational recruiting. You have to let them operate within their wheelhouse without expecting that they're going to, especially in the aftermath of the Hicks saga, you can't have the expectation that any kid whose recruitment is going to be largely dictated by NIL, is going to choose Oklahoma. I'm trying to think of a good example in the 2024 class of a kid who is very obviously bag-chasing. I don't know. I, I'm coming up empty off the top of my head. But the point is, there's a reason why you don't see Oklahoma in play for many of those kids, if any. And that's because... That's not the type of identity that Brent Venables is trying to cultivate in his program. Yeah, and, and I said this a long time ago. I think the the ultimate battle here is going to be what wins out. Is it going to be more about the culture? Is it going to be more about the money? Uh, because a lot of people say, you know what? You can spend all you want. That's, that's going to more than likely create a bad culture. Uh, you know, and programs like Oklahoma, and you know, don't want to make it sound like Oklahoma's destitute. They have plenty of money. OU has plenty of money. Do they need more? Yes, everybody does. I think in this age, but they're hoping those relationships with NIL 
you know, NIL that's not outlandish wins the day. But, you know, what's going to win over the next five to ten years? Who knows? Who knows? Here's a text from a listener in the A32. We are tired of sucking on defense. So when you get arguably the best defensive coach as your head coach, you expect better defensive recruiting. Then you throw in Todd Bates, who we've been told is one of the best recruiters in the country. What did you think was going to be the expectation? Third place? Hell no. We're expecting to be a contender in any conference, and all we've gotten so far is a six-win season and a bunch of great relationships. So stop acting like it's all okay and open your eyes. First off, I it might be just me. But I'm fairly certain Oklahoma just signed their best defensive class in the modern era in the 2023 cycle. They come Mm -hmm. up a little bit short on the interior defensive line. Sure. They got a five-star safety. They got a five-star edge rusher. They got a national top 100 prospect at cornerback and linebacker, respectively. So you've seen better defensive recruiting. You've seen one position group where they came up short last year. And they will shore it up. It might take time, but they will shore it up. It's a very myopic thing to say that the defensive recruiting hasn't improved and that we should be seeing more from this staff than we have seen. They went 6-7 and seven in year one. Okay, it's year one. They're not going to go 6-7 and seven in year two. No, I agree. Hey, but 6-7 and seven should never happen at OU. Yeah. I will say that as well. All right, thank you, Lasher Home Comfort Systems, 405 405- 579-3113. People getting fired up on the text line. That's good. Keep those texts coming in. Be right back with hour number two. Yes, we're talking here. We're talking here. You know, I'm getting the feeling my radio producer's head is saying, okay, that's enough of Todd Bates. And you're right. The Sooners signed their best defensive class in a long time, if you go by the ratings, right? And you got two five-star defenders, P.J. Adebore and Peyton Bowen. They're just not interior defensive linemen. And that's why people are still upset. One guy said that uh, we are doing this, we are spinning it positively so we can keep our jobs. (laughs) Mike, you know, we really like you here. We appreciate uh, your work ethic and everything you do, but you're just too soft on Todd Bates. So you'll get two uh, two weeks severance, and uh, it's been good having you here. But goodbye. Or as if Todd Bates is going to walk in the office and go, those hosts you got in the midday, they're too hard on me. I want them both fired. Do you right think now. Todd Bates doesn't know that he has to close on some of these guys? I think he knows. And they look, bottom line is close isn't enough. I get it. I get that some of you fans are frustrated. But, again, it's one trip through the recruiting cycle. The Sooners just had the number four class in the country and their best defensive class in a long time. Yeah. Now, they- again, you thought you had some very makeable – like eagle putts with David Stone and Akana and guys like that, and it, they didn't. That didn't work out. Sure, if it but doesn't work out this year. Yes, you raise the doomsday clock moves closer to midnight, but it's not <laughs> doomsday yet. And it's irresponsible to sit there and say, "Well, defensive recruiting hasn't improved because OU recruited on a nationally elite level at every single defensive position group last year, except defensive tackle." 
That was the one area in which they were. And are they getting in more doors with top flight defensive linemen than they were during the middle two era? Without question. I mean, it's yes, but you again, you've got to make the sale. You can be a great salesman. Hey, guess what? This guy, I think we're going to get this guy. This client is up. What? He said, no, you've, you've got to. You've got to close these. We, we get it. We get your frustration. But there are some positive things happening out there. All right, uh, ladies and gentlemen. Speaking of positive. How about that Longhorn baseball team? Huh? Longhorn Nation, we're back. Sorry, Longhorns. No trip to Nebraska for you this year. That's the greatest producing since Rick Rubin, I think. Very impressive. Very well done. Done on the fly by the one and only Parker Thune. Uh, Can I say this? I think I felt sorry for Texas for about no, a no, minute. No, you did. No, you did. I didn't. think I felt sorry no, for Texas for about one minute. I don't feel sorry for them anymore. But You're for getting about a soft minute, in your old age. That is a very difficult way to lose a game, right there. Right. I don't feel sorry for Do you them feel anymore. For Texas, when Kennedy Brooks waltzed into the end zone with oh, a second I, on the clock in 2021. To the no, I didn't. Did you see Bob Stoops' celebration was one of the greatest that day, too. Did you feel sorry when Cameron Dicker's field goal soared wide right against Iowa State, sealing Tom Herman's fate? No, but when you can't see the ball up in the lights or whatever, the twilight at Stanford, because A&M had problems, too, right? They had a couple of fly balls they couldn't find. But that's got to be a horrible feeling to be out there in the outfield, and you're thinking, I I have no idea. What about you? Hmm? I can't see it either. No, I mean, I as, guess it's ball game. As a former outfielder, I can sympathize with their plight. I can because there's that. It's about a five minute window when you're playing at night. Well, at dusk, I guess. There's about a five minute window where if a ball gets hit in the air, you have no idea where it is. So, None. so that's happened to you. Oh yeah, many times, couple times. It's happened. Yeah, it, it, it happened to me a few times over the years. Yeah. What was your biggest baseball disaster? Because I know what mine was. Oh, man. I I think my biggest baseball disaster. There, there are two that haunt me to this day. I was in high school. It was Legion season. And we were one win away from going to the state tournament. For the first time in the history of my little small Nebraska school. And I started the championship game. And I kid you not, Steely. It's it's the only time in my life that I have ever walked out for an outing as a pitcher and failed to record an out. Really? Yes. And the most the stupidest thing about it, I was infuriated for weeks afterward. Because, of course, like, it's right there. Like, as the pitcher, you feel like this is the biggest stage. 
and you have the opportunity to power down the opposing offense and send your team to the state tournament. And so you feel like it's all right there for you. And what's obno- what, what was most obnoxious about it was I didn't walk anybody. It's not like they were hitting nukes off me. Soon as I got out there, it was bleeder ground ball single after bleeder ground ball single. That's not it was cool. Dink and dunk hits, which is very frustrating as a pitcher, because you're watching them make weak contact, and you're like, "These should be outs," and yet they keep dropping or finding holes. So that was infuriating. The other one was one time I had a miscommunication with a coach. We had the bases loaded. Had quite a threat going. I thought there were. I can't explain why, because it's the only time it ever happened to me on a baseball field where I lost track of how many outs there were. I thought there were two outs. There was only one. And so, ball gets hit in the air to center field. I'm just running because that's what you do on contact when there are two outs. You're running. And I get to third base, and my coach is frantically waving me back. I'm like, I I stand there like, two outs, right? And I look back, and they're doubling me off at second base. I'm like, oh, yeah, I took a tongue lashing for that one. Were you like the uh, Florida State runner uh, that was gunned down by – well, gunned out by Jada Coleman at second base, like where Tiari's like, hi, here's the baseball. You're out. (laughs) That was awesome. That was awesome. Mine was – this would have been Pony League, um, and I was playing first base at the time. And what happened – we had there was a runner on the opposing team that was pretty fast, and he was like a base stealer and that kind of thing. So anyway, we're trying to execute the pickoff move, and the pitcher throws it away. I'm at first base, threw it way over, and I tried to get it, but I couldn't get it. So it gets past me in the dugout. They're yelling, "He's going for third!" So I turn around and I throw for me what was a pretty good laser. I had it. I had an okay arm, not a great arm, but. As he's going to third to slide into third, the umpire is like in between that line from first to third base. And he's like bent over looking at the bag. And I see my baseball headed straight for his back. (laughs) I mean, and for me, it's about as hard as I could throw it. And I just hear, boom, you know, and like he falls to the ground like he's been shot, you know, or something. Everybody's like, oh. Like a wounded animal. So he's down for like a minute. You know, people are tending to him because that hit him right in the back, man. And I still can hear that sound. And then it was, you know, I'm thinking, did I just kill that dude? Hopefully not. I, You know, I don't want to go to prison. But I, I, why was he standing there, you know, in between first base and third base, bending over just looking at third base? Like, that was the throw to the direction was coming. Not not over, you know, outside of the field of play. In the field of play. The guy was all right. He was fine. We got our ass kicked. And that's the end of the story. <laughs> wow. Shane in Newcastle says, I was in the Little League World Series in Florida. I thought the Little League World Series was in Pennsylvania, Williamsport. Maybe it was like a regional mm-hmm. or something. But anyway, yeah. he says, I was in the Little League World Series in Florida. And in the first game of the series, I passed out behind the plate. It was 114 degrees on the field. Good Lord! Tell you what, there I I respect catchers immensely, and obviously I I was a pitcher. That was kind of my main thing, and so I had a good relationship with all my catchers. I there were some days where I was dying, like dripping in sweat, without all of that catcher's gear, 
weighing down my body and without having to squat for two and a half hours behind home plate. Yeah. There were days where I just, I found myself wondering how on earth do they do it, man? Yeah. Catchers, man, that would be different breed, uh, different breed. cat. That's exactly right. Hey, can we, uh, the Longhorn 8-bit opener, can we play it one more time? You don't have to mix it, but we'll make the uh, Longhorn 8-bit opener our ortho central clip of the day. That's what we're Longhorn doing. Nation, we're back. <laughs> It's such a simple bit, but such a funny one. I like it. Such an invigorating one. I hear that Quinn Ewers is getting jacked, man. That guy, <laughs> it's really. That was hilarious. Like, okay. Jeez. And that matters why? Because people have too much time in their Quinn hands. Ewer, it's, it's breaking. Quinn Ewers works out. Yeah, pretty much that's what it was. And that, ladies and gentlemen, is our Ortho Central clip of the day. Ortho Central with clinics in Norman, Midwest City, and now a brand new, well, sort of brand new, Tri-City location. Newcastle, Tuttle, and Blanchard involved there. These full-service clinics do what? They treat orthopedic and sports medicine injuries, and they are considered the best in the business. All right, let's get back to the text line when we get back, 405-651-3439. The weirdest thing about that Ewers tweet, man, mm-hmm. which is like, I'm told the Texas quarterback has a six-pack. Like, okay. Yeah, six-pack of Natty Light or something. <laughs> Come on. I, I definitely I, – I still don't think anybody who looked in the mirror and saw that hairstyle that he was sporting for a couple of years can be a really great quarterback. I'm not sure he can be great at anything. Well, collecting NIL money, he's been great at that so far. I'm sure he's pretty good at fishing. He gives off Joe Dirt vibes a little bit. Yeah, somewhat. somewhat. You think he noodles? I can see Quinn Ewers being the type of guy that If he went back to his old hairdo, yes, no doubt. He looked like a 100% noodler. There's no doubt. All right, we got a break right here, 405-651-3439. You know what's happening? Tomorrow night, Wednesday night, 6 o'clock, going to know the Sooners 2024 SEC opponents. We'll talk about that more when we get back. It is a Tuesday edition of Steel Man and Thune here on the home of Sooner fans, the Ref Radio Network. Good to have you along. Going to get locked in coming up at 2 o'clock. Uh, Ted Lehman texts, I was a catcher and had a kid hurdle me at the plate for the game-winning run. Wow. Somebody hurdled Teddy Lehman? That kid must have had a great vertical. Did he know he, who he was dealing with? See, I would have thought that – who was it that uh, Pete Rose uh, ran? A, oh, Ray Fossey in the All-Star Ray game. Ray Fossey, there you go. But this guy hurdled Teddy for the game-winning run. I wonder – I'm guessing that would have been a younger version of Ted Lehman back in the day. I, I would think the latter – Day version of Fort Gibson, Ted Lehman, probably wouldn't have been hurdled by another kid. That's just my guess. Anyway, 405-651-3439 on the Knippelmeyer Chevrolet text line. All right, so uh, tomorrow, 6 p.m., uh, they're going to have the show out at Rudy's, by the way, for the reaction to the uh, schedule reveal. Again, we will not get dates or times, but we will get the teams that Oklahoma is going to be playing in the uh, 2024 season their sec slate and i've seen a lot of speculation and mainly what i'm seeing 
the home games that are projected by a couple places, thinking that Oklahoma is going to have Alabama, Tennessee, and Mississippi State as home games. Again, this is all speculation, but based on a couple of stories that I've seen, that seems to be kind of the thought with Oklahoma. Obviously, a neutral game with Texas at the Cotton Bowl. And then the away games at LSU, at Missouri, at A&M, and at Arkansas. So, again, they went with the eight-game schedule, so you're not getting – you're getting the one-seven, you're not getting the three-six. We thought, you know, maybe it would be Texas, Missouri, and Arkansas is the Sooners three that they would get for the foreseeable future, but they went with the eight-game schedule. Trips to Arkansas can be very frightening, Parker, when you go to Arkansas. Last time I was in Arkansas, I broke my elbow. You did. That's exactly right. Remember that? I was sitting in here trying to run the soundboard with one arm. Mm-hmm. Had a sling. That's exactly right. That took you, what, like three months? Was it three no, months? No, no, it wasn't quite that Not long. Quite? It was about five weeks. That's it? Yeah. Man. Okay, uh, so what do you think? Obviously, uh, Bama and Tennessee would be great home games. Mississippi State, you know, Mike Leach, the late Mike Leach. If he was there, that would have been a bigger story, obviously. Uh, rest in peace, Mike Leach. But, you know, Mississippi State. I don't know. To me, they're one of the boring teams in the SEC. Now, they got more entertaining when when Mike Leach was there, but Starkville's a horrible place. And But Bama and Tennessee, obviously those would be unbelievable matchups if that's indeed who we're talking about. The, uh, the road games, Arkansas, LSU at Missouri. Missouri, been there, done that. A&M, you've been there, done that. But look, it's a crazy atmosphere at A&M. It's still a really great atmosphere there. Now, again, it feels very cultish, but it's still a great atmosphere at Kyle Field. So, what do you think? If that's the slate. And again, we're talking about Oklahoma with Jackson Arnold starting. Facing that schedule. It's pretty. I mean, there again, you look at it and you're like, okay, let's see, losable games. So we're hang on. We're, just to be clear, we're completely disregarding the notion that Davis Bevel will be Oklahoma's starting quarterback in 2024. I I would say that's a long shot. <laughs> wow, no no Davis Bevel love to be found. I'm sure he's a fine Davis Bevel in many ways, but he can't throw the ball well enough. Uncle Rico, I would take Uncle Rico personally so what you're looking at you know you always look at through the big 12 and you think man okay this game of course we thought that last year too but i don't know i'm an ou fan guys but when that sec schedule comes out how many opponents will have a better d line than ou most well we'll see how some of these guys pan out except for Derek leblanc he's gone he gone that one will not be panning out. No, that will. Um, the early reviews on Ashton Sanders have been pretty good, though. I, 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 I don't know how. Can much. we not call him champ anymore? That well, we, yeah, better. we can call. Now, him if he becomes a superstar, he's definitely going to be champ. Sanders. Of course, no of course. doubt about it. Now, there were, and I, look, I, I take most reports out of spring with a grain of salt, unless they're overwhelmingly glowing. Like I'm buying the hype on Josiah Wagner. But there were some folks that 
told me Ashton Sanders was outperforming Derek LeBlanc throughout spring camp. There now, you go, Stone, spinning it again. Your boy Derek LeBlanc's gone, and all of a sudden Ashton Sanders is Leroy Selman. Now, does Ashton Sanders play much, if at all, for Oklahoma in 2023? Again, probably not. Like, I think Oklahoma's best laid plans this fall do not involve true freshmen seeing snaps at defensive tackle. That's much of the onus behind bringing in Dejon Terry and Phil Paya, right? But I I think Ashton Sanders long-term, you give it two, three years, that's a guy that could be – I, and I, I hesitate to make this comparison because the guy was a first-round draft pick this past April. But Kalijah Cansey, formerly of Pitt, a guy that was not that tall but just mean nasty in the trenches kind of like drake dyken not that tall but very mean yeah so there you go champ sanders is the drake dyken of ou football (laughs) or has the potential to be all right uh man it's going to be interesting to see that you talk about uh reaction tomorrow night 6 p.m with this sec schedule reveal again who we're going to be playing it's going to be uh there's going to be a little feedback on that i think the text line will completely just spontaneously combust probably on Thursday. Fayette Nam is a rough trip with 9,500 drunk inbred hogs yelling at the umpires. Yes, we have, uh, you know, they get very fired up about the pigs and squealing there in Fayetteville. Do we have audio? Of the hogs squealing? Yeah, the squealing. I think we do. Yes, very frightening stuff. I've been doing squeal like pigs. Squeal. Squeal louder. Perhaps the most frightening uh, scene in cinematic history right there. Oh, you know what? I just realized somebody on the text line inadvertently brought it up. But we missed Davis Bevel Day yesterday. We did? Yes, June 12th. Because Davis Bevel went 6 for 12. Oh, my god! In gosh, his only career good. start as a that's Sooner. That's good. Everybody was swept up by the – by the way, we got to get this off this ESPN page because it keeps showing Jordy Ball highlights. So I am going to exit out of that tab. Nothing You're against over Jordy. Jordy Ball? No, nothing against Jordy. I just don't want – it's too sad. It's very sad. The Titanic theme is playing in my head while that video plays. So it's very hard to do a radio show seeing the Jordy Ball video and hearing the Titanic theme in my head at the same time. Seems so. kind of dramatic, but okay. Mm-hmm. By the way, all right, as we go to break, here's what we're going to do. Parker, get ready. We need name. We need email. We need cell number, as decreed by Brian Vineyard. We have general admission passes. Uh, we're giving away two today, all right? Two today. You will get a pair of general admission passes for the Compliance Solutions Championship coming up next week on the Corn Ferry Tour at the Jimmy Austin University of Oklahoma Golf Club, the Jimmy. So if you want to go, we've got two general admission passes for you. All you have to do is be the first caller right now. Be the first caller, 405-329-9000 on our Riverwind Casino hotline. Uh, Park will get your name, email, and your cell number, and we will get those tickets, general admission passes. We already have a caller. We do, yes. There, the phone line, it's right One moment, off the hook, please man. filibuster for me while I answer this call. I will. You can do it. You want to take an early break? You can do it right now. But again, Corn Ferry Tour stops at the Jimmy next week, the Compliance Solutions Championship, pair of general admission passes. Let us know which day you want them Thursday, 
uh, Friday. Let us know Thursday, Friday. Actually, on these, again, uh, just let us these are general admission passes, so you don't have to designate the day. But once again, we'll be giving away a pair of these general admission passes for the uh, Corn Ferry Tour stop at the Jimmy next week, uh, every day this week. All right? So there you go. And by the way, the U.S. Open begins on Thursday at the L.A. Country Club. Maybe Muleshoe will be out there and be hit by an errant tee shot. And all knocked conscious, you know, for 90 seconds or so, and then he'd be fine. But I would love to see that. Wouldn't that be great? I'm sorry, I missed that. I was Aaron on the phone Tingshot with the Aaron hits Muleshoe, winner. and he's knocked unconscious for like 90 seconds. He gets up, he's fine, okay, but it would be kind of funny. I'm just saying. Minor concussion? Uh, not even a concussion, just, you know, out. And people are like, that's licking Muleshoe Riley, you know, and he's... Who would be the guy to hit that Aaron T-shot? The best guy, to, like Patrick Reed or somebody that is mainly despised as much as Muleshoe. Patrick Reed nails Muleshoe with a T-shot. That would be nice. Okay, we got a break. 405-329-9000. Thank you for calling in. We got the tickets given away. But think about this line when we get back. 405-651-3439. Kenneth Chevrolet text line. Let's talk a little more Sooner football and work some softball in as well when we get back here on The Ref. Yes, sir. Welcome back. Good to have you with us here on this Tuesday. We've got uh, Locked In coming up, 2 o'clock. You and Tad make a good pair, too. There's some good chemistry there. It's good stuff. Yeah? Good stuff. Oh, good. I'm glad to hear that. It's always a good time. Yeah, absolutely. Teddy's great, no doubt. Um, and so is the uh, Oklahoma breakdowns really good, too. Okay, uh, let's see here. 405-651-3439 on the Knippelmeyer Chevrolet text line. Once again, it, it's it's lighting up. It is lighting up today. Uh, Abraham Answer hits Mule Shoe with a tee shot. Well, Abraham Answer is, I'm almost positive, the only Sooner in the field. Chris Goddard's not. Yeah, so Abraham Answer would have to be the guy. But Abraham Answer is likable. You know, maybe you need – Patrick Reed would still probably be the most despised guy on tour. And uh, the U.S. Open begins on Thursday. I like the uh, Brooks Kepka, Rory McIlroy, Hideki Matsuyama pairing. You've got – uh, Xander Shoffley, Victor Hovland, John Rahm in a group. Phil is playing with Keegan Bradley and Patty Harrington. The uh, U.S. Open at L.A. Country Club. Again, first open for the U.S. Uh, open. First open for the L.A. Country Club. So, uh, and the top three, you've got to be thinking about Brooks Kepka. I mean, why wouldn't you pick Brooks Kepka or John Rahm or Scotty Scheffler? Victor Hovland, though, has got quite the track record in these majors. Hasn't closed the deal, but did close uh, at the Memorial. And Victor Hovland, love Victor Hovland. Yes, you could say he's an Oklahoma State Cowboy, but very likable, personable kid and a heck of a player. And he's it's only a matter of time before he breaks through, Victor Hovland. Rory, got to work on Sunday, Rory. You've got to work on Sunday. All right, you want to get back to the text line? Let's go there. See what the folks are saying. Uh, <laughs> guy says, what better way to become even more likable than to snap hook one right into Muleshoe's shin? I might be the most immature man on radio, and I'm nearly 60. And I'm, 
I'm causing part of this. My most humble apologies. Not really. Uh, on the uh, on the SEC schedule announcement coming tomorrow, Shark says, Vietnam is a rough trip on a Tuesday night with 9,500 drunk inbred hogs yelling at umpires. Imagine a night game there when the cousins have been drinking all day without having to put eight hours in at a job site. You like uh, the state of Arkansas? I... I mean, it's a pretty I, state, right? It is a pretty state, like, and that's why I don't. I'm not quick to slander the state of Arkansas. You I know? went to Eddie Sutton's basketball camp there. That was my first experience in Arkansas. That would have really? been after the '78 season. Yeah, I love the triplets, man. Marvin Delft, the original triplets, Ron Brewer, Marvin Delft, Sidney Moncrief. The latter day triplets were Lee Mayberry from Tulsa, Todd Day, and Oliver Miller. But I was there. And uh, Eddie had an afro at the time. You know, he had kind of his perm hairdo. And, uh, yeah, it was a fun time. Marvin Delph was the only one who showed up, though, and they promised Sidney Moncrief, and there was no Sidney Moncrief. Somebody in the text line says, call Rory Chick-fil-A because he never <laughs> show, he never plays on Sunday. I like it. I like it. Man, Rory, you know, I, still, I know Rory's taking a beating through this, and he was definitely used by Jay Monahan. Uh, but at the same time, I don't know. I still like Rory. I still like Rory. He's my guy, besides Tiger. From a listener in the 405, I do not envy the KREF hosts. OU fans are extremely spoiled and at the same time apathetic. Tight football game and most shut up, but they cheer wildly at a blowout. How about Steelman take on the PGA being sold to MBS and his death squad? That was a sad day for golfing. Todd Bates and OU going to be fine. I, you know, we were talking about this. Uh, I was talking with Brian Vineyard, um, you know, talking about uh, our, our one of our great owners, of course, and uh, co-host of the Gimme Zone. Who would have thought if you would have said, you know, like three years ago, you know what's going to happen to golf is the, the Saudis are going to buy golf. That's what's going to happen. But guess what? They did. It's uh, It's a strange world we're living in. Uh, I mean, they basically bought a lot of the Premier League, right, as well. Pretty soon, every sport, your Little League team will be bought by the Saudis. You never know. Realtor Chris says they're slandering the state of Arkansas because it's about the only state that others make fun of before Oklahoma. Jim Count, by the way, I, yeah, that's right. Um, but I, I do like. It is a pretty – Shay and I got married at Thorn Crown Chapel in Eureka Springs. Go ahead and Google it up. I got a, I got a friend who got married at Thorn Crown it's Chapel. It's beautiful, isn't it? And we got yeah. married there at night. It was great. I still can't believe she married me. I'm an idiot. She's not. But it was a great, great setting, and um, I like that area. It's, it's pretty. Shark says, Jim Counts was the postman on that team. Yes, Jim Counts. And who was the uh, – who was the defensive stopper? You had Ron Brewer. You had Marvin Delph. You had Sidney Moncrief. Um, Jim Counts. Well, no, no, no. Jim Counts. Jim Counts was the defensive stopper. You're right. Jim Counts was the defensive stopper. I believe it was C-O-U-N-C-E, if I'm not mistaken. Go ahead and Google it up. Steve Shaw was the big man. Steve Shaw, S-C-H-A-L-L on that 78 Arkansas team. They lost to Kentucky in the uh, semifinals, and Kentucky went on to beat Duke in the, uh, in the championship game. 
Class ranking without LeBlanc. Why does it matter? Somebody, like, do you care that much that you want to know the class ranking without Derek LeBlanc? I'm sure, I'm sure it'll knock Oklahoma down maybe one or two spots. They might mm-hmm. have the number five or number six class instead of the number four class. Not a big deal in the grand scheme. That's because a again, glutton for punishment like, right there. Well, and somebody else on the text line said earlier, well, of course Derek LeBlanc doesn't hurt in 23, but it hurts not to have that guy in 24, 25, and 26. But the reality is we're far enough away from 24, 25, and 26 that, oh, you can go get a guy, maybe not a defensive line, but maybe reallocate that scholarship elsewhere on the roster to somebody whose production is going to yeah. approximate what you lose in Derek LeBlanc. Yeah, look, it's disappointing. I'm not going to sit sure. there. Everybody looked at it like, what? Say what? You know, but um, just if you want to uh, punish yourself, just don't even worry about that. Remind him, number five, Ron Brewer's brother is the longtime high school basketball coach at Southeast High School. Mm, there you go. Southeast High School in Oklahoma City. Interesting. I did not know that. Uh, for the 918, Parker is not in the mood to talk recruiting slash LeBlanc. Yeah, yesterday kind of took it out of me, Steely. Did they come after yesterday you yesterday? was a rough day. Well, no, they didn't necessarily come after me. But just like any time things descend into a cesspool of negativity, mm-hmm. it makes for a rough experience. That's what social media is. It's a cesspool of negativity. I mean, you can find some positivity out there, but, you know, it's just, uh, I don't know. It's kind of like on politics. I've decided anybody who tweets about politics all the time, and that's your prerogative if you want to do that. Some people enjoy political conversations and debates. I mute them immediately. (laughs) I've almost (laughs) muted everybody. Somebody who texts me about politics, I don't laugh. I don't try and agree with them. I don't care. I don't care. So I think I... Almost, I haven't totally rid my timeline of all of it, but I've cleaned up a lot of it. It's like picking weeds in the yard, which I would never do that. But um, there are a few weeds still there, but it's not overrun by weeds. You're a Roundup guy? Do they even sell Roundup anymore? Is that Did that have the bad chemical? If you were a loved one, that's right. been affected that's right. by mesothelioma. Oh, wait a minute. Yes, absolutely. <laughs> Who do I call to get in on the, the lawsuit here? Definitely. I want to be a part. I want to be paid off in a civil suit or a class action suit. Can we get a hold of Noble McIntyre? I mean, I've got a decent retirement fund. I could use a little bit more. What one can I jump onto? You could start a class action suit against Muleshoe. For emotional damages. Yeah, that would make me a wimp like Muleshoe, too. <laughs> that is true. I only have... Any, anyone who's suing for emotional damage. Oh, I, I shouldn't say anyone. Any- Most people who sue for emotional damages are wimps like Muleshoe. That's a good idea. Write that down. Join class action lawsuit next couple years <laughs> Bowen Murray County says instances like Matt LeBlanc are why I miss being ignorant about recruiting <laughs> <laughs> oh man all right we're gonna take a break 405-651-3439 
405-651-3439. Hey, get out to Riverwind Casino, ladies and gentlemen, and take part in their 80K beginnings and winnings promotion. Play with your wild card. Get five times entries Mondays, Tuesdays. Get out there also for the big drawings on Saturday nights. Early in the evening, they had their preliminary drawings. They're giving away a bunch of cash and bonus play. And then the grand prize drawings just before midnight. Cash, bonus play, prizes. Riverwind also has, again, the very best dining and uh, the very best bar in the Coop Ale House Bar. If you haven't been out there and seen the newly renovated Riverwind Casino, it looks real and it looks spectacular. It is big time. World-class hotel attached right there to the casino. And all the best dining options as well. Justin and the crew over there, I know they've been waiting for this uh, renovation to be complete. They're right there at the one-yard line. And I'm telling you, if you haven't been out there, it looks unbelievable. They've done a great job. Be out there. Can't wait to get out there again on Friday. Coming right back, more texts, and we'll wrap it up next here on The Ref. I did get a uh, message the other day from a friend that was very upset because I was being too nice to Jordy Ball. Too nice to Jordy Ball? Yes. It was basically the winner-all-cost attitude. She could be costing them a championship run. You know, it was – I was like, okay, well, here's – Number one, I like Jordy Ball. She was very nice when she was been out out here at the rep doing a few spots back in the day, and she's just—I think she's a good person. But it was immediately looking at the uh, wins and losses kind of deal. So, anyway, uh, the Sooners, of course. If you're looking at next year, obviously you've lost Jordy Ball, you've lost uh, Alex Duraco, Haley Lee. Uh, Grace Green, Sophia Nugent, also uh, into the portal yesterday. Grace Lyons is going to be a big loss as well. Spiritual leader, leader in the locker room. I think she had a lot of influence. She will be missed a bunch. Now you bring back, how'd you like to have this lineup? You're thinking, you know what? Oklahoma is not going to be as good. Maybe they will be doubtful, but you still have Jada Coleman, Tiari Jennings, Kenzie Hansen's coming back, Alyssa Brito's coming back, Sid Sanders, Riley Boone. You've also got uh, Jocelyn Erickson, Quincy Lilio, Alana Torres, Avery Hodge pitching. Yes, you know, without Sirocco and without Jordy Ball, that's, that's a, about as big a loss as a program can uh, have to endure. But you still have Nicole May, who's really good. Maybe she becomes the complete ace of the staff. Nicole May is an excellent, excellent pitcher. Kirsten Deal was so highly recruited. They've got S.J. Guerin, the left-hander, who redshirted this year. And they're going to get somebody in the portal. They're going to get somebody really, really good in the portal. So Oklahoma's going to be fine. You know, they'll, they'll be right there competing for – they're fourth in a row, and they're eighth overall for Patty. So, uh, And there's thought, again, that uh, the Sooners might get this uh, Taryn Kern for the Indiana second baseman, who is one of the best players in the Big Ten last year as a true freshman. That would be huge as well. So 
you know, Jordy Ball is going to be missed big time, no doubt. But Sooner Softball is going to be fine. Here's the problem, Parker, that we have now. Again, I think even with Jordy, you know, going back home, if the Sooners don't win it all next year, they're at the level where, well, that's a disappointing season. That's how bar, how high the bar has been set. And I think that's what you hear in, you know, from some of those players is that, yeah, man, it's great winning championships. We had a, we had a lot of fun, but guess what, man? It was also pretty grueling because of the pressure and the scrutiny. So, but as long as Patty Gasso's there, as long as the Gasso's there, Oklahoma softball is going to be in great shape. And you, you think about Jen Rocha and the coaches they have there besides Patty. Obviously, with JT, they're going to be fine. Are you concerned for the long-term or short-term future of Sooner softball? No. For the same reason – well, I, I almost said for the same reason that I wasn't worried about the long-term future of OU football when Caleb Williams transferred. But I get that those are two very different situations, and that's not an apples-to-apples apples comparison by any means. But Patty Gasso's program – is an absolute titan at this point. It's the gold and standard. You take away Jordy Ball, yeah, it hurts. I'm not going to sit here and act like it doesn't. But again, I mean, we had this conversation yesterday on the air, Teddy and I did. I'm fairly certain you can take any one individual player, any one individual player from last year's team, or I guess this year's team, depending on how you want to look at it, the team that just won the Women's College World Series. You can take one player away, doesn't matter who. And that's still the team that I would favor to win the national title. Now, you take two or three of their keystone players away, then it's a different conversation. But what Patty Gasso has built, and I think this is very impressive that we, you can legitimately say this about the program, is she's built a program that's good enough that year to year, and in an overall sense, it is never reliant upon one player to stay afloat. And not just stay afloat, but contend for championships. Yeah, It's yeah. not as if the Sooners were a fringe national championship team and then Jordy Ball's what sent them over the top. No. They were already a championship program, and Jordy Ball was one of the many cogs in the machine that made that program virtually invincible. No doubt. Uh, but, you know, what – what Patty's been able to do is build a culture, too. And, again, it didn't happen overnight, right? That's what Brent's trying to do. But um, they're, they're going to be in great shape. They'll have a great chance to win the national championship next year. No doubt about it. And uh, let's, let's see what happens in the portal as well. You know, that uh, I think we found out last year and the year before that, guess what? Players want to come play for Patty Gasso. And, again, I don't even think that Oklahoma – Jordy Ball was dominant. I don't even think Oklahoma played their best softball in the Women's College World Series. They booted the ball around, made some base-running errors, and they still were able to win the championship because they're clutch and they believe. Okay, we got to get out of here. want to thank uh, our great sponsors, of course. Uh, Tim Lasher, Lasher Home Comfort System, sponsoring our first hour. Dr. B, Dr. Bellardo, the Advanced Laser and Cataract Center of Oklahoma. They do a great job up there. And, of course, the one and only Riverwind Casino sponsoring our hotline, 405-329-9000. We appreciate Justin, Colin, Reed, everybody over there. 
always a great time to be had. Great dining options. Great everything over there at Riverwind Casino. Have a great rest of your Tuesday. Locked in up next.